I believe there is more to a TV show than the series alone. Watch any related works and you can see the echoes of all its creators, stars, and fans. Long after we have finished, down below will be here, ready for new listeners to enjoy. Again, everyone, welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Ann. And I'm Beth. Well, unfortunately, Heidi couldn't be here today. We're just going to uh, keep on trucking. This isn't a, a, a season, you know, normal season 5 episode. So, and we're guestless today. It's just the three of us. But today we're here to discuss the Babylon 5 movie, River of Souls. I realized I made a mistake. Um, this episode actually aired before the last episode, so I guess we should have watched it last week. Thankfully, but, I've already seen the penultimate episode, yeah. so I was super surprised. I just thought, wow, that's interesting that they would have done this before. Yeah, know. because it takes place after the Yeah, next it takes episode. place, yeah. Yeah, um, takes place in the middle of the following year. After, yeah, season five, so mm. it's weird. So it originally aired November 8, 1998, directed by Janet Greek. I want to say this is the last thing she did for Babylon 5, and it was written by JMS. Oh. Okay. As I was telling uh, Will and Ian, my I was visiting family this weekend, and they watched it with me, surprisingly. So it was interesting. I was trying to explain Clarence, you know, because he had a big part in this. And I was like trying to explain that we named him, that he normally doesn't show up. And uh, they didn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of Clarence in this episode. Guess who my female of the week goes to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Um, So it's June 2263. And there's some archaeologists uh, digging uh, the main two. Yeah, it's Ian McShane. Yeah, Ian McShane from, well, what's the show he was on in Britain? Lovejoy. Lovejoy. Yeah, you okay. see, despite everything else he's done in America since, you know, me and probably several other people remember him as Lovejoy. Yeah, he was a antique dealer come investigating come wheeler and dealer. <laughs> He's a kind of petite man. Um, he seemed kind of petite, or Lockley's wearing heels or something. Maybe he's short. Um, on Deadwood, he's kind of a big guy. Maybe not tall, but at least um, at least five nine, according to IMDb. Oh, okay. So he's not really petite. Maybe she's really tall. Um, but yeah, he was on King's Dead. He's Al Swearingen. and it's probably his most recognizable role in the past. Yeah, like, most recently he was on uh, season six of Game of Thrones as well. Oh, right, for right. a couple of episodes. He's going to be on American Gods coming up this year. Um, 
Uh, oh yeah, if you want to hear more about Love, weirdly he looks the same as he did when he started in Lovejoy in the late eighties. Yeah, he's someone who doesn't seem to have aged. Always looked like he's in his mid fifties. <laughs> yeah. Our guest Shane did an episode of Hooplecast where he introduced those guys to Lovejoy, so don't look for that if you're interested. Um, his uh, other associate is Klaus. The guy that plays Klaus has been on The Man in the High Castle. Oh, okay. He's been in like five or six episodes, I think. And uh, what's the start of the commentary? And they commented on the fact that they wanted to make this expedition international, but the uh, guy couldn't really do a German accent that well. He really struggled with it. Ian McShane doesn't do accents, I don't think. <laughs> just, no, just but he, the way he he's assisted, yeah. Although they did mention that they had to get him to tone down his stage acting. Oh, okay. I can see that. I can see that. So they're digging, and they come across this symbol that uh, Bryson recognizes. It means what, eternal life, and they keep finding these discs, and they keep digging. Eventually, they make it into this room with a whole bunch of these little um, orbs. Um, yeah, um, at what point, Heidi, did you work out it was um, going to be a... Um, what's the Soul Hunter episode? Oh, sorry, I thought I called Beth Heidi then, but yeah, That's Soul okay. Hunter episode. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't really think about it. I mean, I kind of, I don't remember. I was just kind of watching it. I don't remember like actively thinking about it or not. I mean, it just kind of, uh, yeah. like that's what it was. So, well, it's been. Oh, all you know way- what though? It's possible I. You know what, now that I'm thinking about it, because I saw Martin Sheen's name in the credits, and it might have said him as Soul Hunter. Okay. Ah. So that might have been, like, okay, you know, and I just kind of watched it as a Soul Hunter thing or something, or a Soul thing. I couldn't find a trailer. I can't remember how much was known if, uh, beforehand, like, if we knew that Soul Hunters were going to be in it from the previews. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so Klaus hears these noises and he's afraid and wants to leave. Like, maybe they'll spare us if you know, the people who own this place will spare us if we don't take anything. But Dr. Bryson has to take something because he knows that there's souls in there. Like, did they he's not? He's got to uh, take the biggest one there as yeah. well. Oh, is that what he did? Yeah, it looks like it was the biggest one, the one that he decided to oh. take. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I couldn't really tell. Uh, but, you know, it's always going to end badly, right? The whole eternal life quest. But it's also yeah. the whole stereotypical selfish archaeologist only out for profit thing. Yeah. That, that's that been played out several times. I think, yeah, we've seen it a couple times. Didn't Kosh kill somebody because we weren't ready for eternal life back then? Was that season two or something? Season one, maybe? Season one. Yeah, of course we're here. That was, the, uh, that was the, the Death Walker Death episode. Either. Death Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Death Walker. <laughs> so then the ship comes and starts shooting everybody, but Bryson hides until the ship leaves and then takes off. So I guess the uh, the Soul Hunters didn't destroy um, whatever ships they used to get on the planet. Well, they also didn't kill everyone because later on you find out they 
tortured and interrogated some of them. Oh, I thought they got the souls from the people they killed and but they can't, they can only get the souls at the moment of death, so they must have wounded them and oh. then took the souls. Okay. I thought they really talked to the souls <laughs> and got the information that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, because I'm putting my phone in my lap, and I, I don't know, so, okay, sorry. Uh, back on Babylon 5, uh, Lockley and Clarence. Lockley's shopping and talking to Clarence. Oh, Clarence. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so nice. Yeah, it, it really is awesome. I think the scene from this where Lockley and um, Clarence are working together gets shifted into season five for me. I kind of seem to think season five has a lot more of them together, but it's really mostly from this movie. Yeah. Clarence and his high-waisted jeans. Yeah. So <laughs> Mom jeans. Yeah. Uh, she's talking about the Sheridan Garibaldi effect. She's uh, licensed. They've left them. I guess they're, most of the problems they have are gone. But as <laughs> <laughs> So well, the, it wasn't just Seb, it was Delane, Jakar, Londo, you know, all yeah. of them brought their own problems with them. Um, but, well, they don't have a, an effect named after them. The, <laughs> <laughs> um, but as soon as Clarence tells her that Garibaldi's arrived on the station, a fight breaks out. <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And then we see some shady guy get on a lift, and he goes to a, a virtual entertainment establishment, <laughs> a, a hollow brothel, and he wants nice. some woman. He wants, yeah, he gets a, recre- a recreation of some woman, and he, uh, the owner of the place, his name's Jacob something, he, you know, offers to help him with the suit, but he's like, no, I know how to use it. But he does get I, hurt by the suit. Every time they talk about this holobrook, well, nearly every time, he, they talk about how men and women use it, but you only see men there. Yeah. Right. And I'm just wondering if they clean these it's, suits. Because it's be uh, <laughs> well, maybe it's like, a, uh, well, for all you women out there, maybe it's like, you know, manicure, so you know, you kind of like they have a tool set aside for each patron. So oh, okay. you can just use the same one when you come back. I'll go with that. Well, maybe there's a um, suit. You, you kind of get an inner suit on the outer suit. The inner suit can be thrown away and the outer suit gets reused. Okay. I, I can go with that. Sure. The, uh, the alternative is kind of disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like a very Babylon 5 thing to talk about, but it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, the one thing they get into later, rather than the whole CD side of things, is the whole digital rights issue of kind of, it was a new thing in the uh, mid-90s, really, you know, who owns the digital rights to certain things, who can use them. Right. I mean, it seems like this would be, like, a really good alternative to other types of entertainment, because... Nobody's getting exploited, per se, um, as long as, you know, the whole rights issue of likenesses is... is yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I just saw the, uh, well, 
if you watch The Next Generation, the other day on BBC America, they were playing the first Reginald Barkley episode, um, where he's in the holodeck and he's recreated all of the other, um, a lot of the other officers and Counselor Troy is in love with him on the holodeck, but <laughs> it's pretty good. Good stuff. Yeah, that's where it gets problematic. <laughs> and this, um, the whole Captain Lockley thing here as well. Right. Which is weird because the version they've got of Lockley here kind of looks like uh, Cat Grant from uh, Lewis and Clark. Oh, I don't know. It was very 90s, though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, there are a couple of times where I, you know, meant to say Bryson, but I wrote down Byron. But anyway. uh, (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, so Garibaldi meets uh, Lockley, and they're just kind of talking about stuff, and... He's been looking into what Edgar's Industries was up to, and he's meeting somebody here on the station. I like how she was asking, you know, I mean, it's kind of blunt, but, like, <laughs> are you drinking? Yeah, that was, uh, was kind of okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess I just wanted to... Yeah, Janet, um, Janet Grieg commented on that, on that, you know, most shows wouldn't um, drop in something like that in this conversation. Yeah. It's right, a bit because... Of character development. Theoretically, like people that don't watch the show should be able to watch this episode, but I think you get it. I mean, it's not like it's confusing. So. Huh. The confusing part was, you know, Franklin, but that's later. Yeah, I was thinking, like, yeah, I was thinking of watching, like, oh, I guess Franklin is in the episode, and it makes sense because he's, you know, she's leaving the station, we you know, but they got him in. Now, if they have found a reason to bring, like, uh, Veer and Mondo back, that might be a bit much. Yeah. It's interesting, because, yeah, I didn't think Lockley was that close to um, Franklin. But I guess he, it was whoever's available. They <laughs> did say you needed a doctor and a friend. And wouldn't it be whoever takes over from Franklin, she would have thought of? Yeah, so that would make sense. But she, I guess she probably worked with Franklin longer at this point. What's her she name, really should have given Hobbs? her more friends <laughs> on the show. We didn't really get into her that much. No, I mean... She called Clarence it, her friend. Yeah, I think yeah. They're, they're developing a good working relationship, you know? Oh, poor Clarence in this. Clarence is like the most naive... Like, I know. Oh, it's too funny. Yeah, we'll get there. He used to go to the Hall of Russell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, 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 he'll he'll ask for a Vonover. Uh. Oh. I actually thought Zach was like, at first when he went in, I was like, is he like gonna do something here? Because the way he was asking <laughs> questions, it was almost like he was interested. Hmm. Yeah, so Bryson's meeting with meeting up with Garibaldi in Lockley's office. <laughs> um, but yeah, she starts talking. Bryson's in Lockley start talking about archaeology and stuff. And but Garibaldi's ready to go, and we see a glowing that glowing orb in Bryson's quarters. And then uh, uh, Garibaldi and Bryson are talking about Edgar's. They have differing opinions mm-hmm. on him. Yeah, think about how many meetings like this Garibaldi's had to sit through, you know, someone who's running a Black Ops 
um, mission who thinks it's the best thing and thinks, you know, whoever's going to replace Edgar's is going to want to continue things. I can understand why Garibaldi's pissed off in this. It's, oh, another one? And is this where he's talking about, you know, the only people that are going to be able to use the eternal life are people that can afford to pay for it? And, yeah. And, yeah. I, it's always, well, you know, yeah, people I mean, with the money you get the best um, medical care. Absolutely. But, I mean, eternal life would be very hard on the resources of the planet, so. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> hmm. Some book I read uh, about, yeah, people who could go through this process to, like, make them younger, but only, like, rich people could afford it. Um, and I think maybe the process didn't take on everyone. So I think there was a couple who were going to do it together and it worked on one of them, but didn't work on the other. Uh, so one of them goes, you know, had to continue being, you know, elderly while the other one was really young. It's the same guy that wrote Flash Forward. Oh, uh, right. Cause the blue, the book Flash Forward is actually quite good. Yeah. <laughs> show about the, the show, TV show. The show got good in the last few episodes when they actually started to include stuff from the book. Yeah, but you stuck with it anyway, Will. Yeah, I did. I all was, the way I up was to whatever got good. <laughs> yeah, all the way. It was only one season, so it wasn't that much of an investment, I guess. Um, yeah, so Garibaldi wants to get it. You know, at least Bryson's notes on what he's done so far, because Bryson thinks he's closed, but he doesn't want to talk about uh, what he's what he's found recently. So Garibaldi's going to come by in the next morning. You know what would be really useful at a moment like this? One of those things they had in the pilot where you can make a zone of silence. No. I don't remember that. Is that DeLuz? Yeah. No, that was um, the first meeting between Lita and Jakar. Is that a Psy thing? No, no, they had a bit of technology that kind of oh, created okay. a zone of silence around them. Oh, yeah, they had to have a private conversation. Um, yeah. Wow, a lot of people could use those in the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit of technology they decided to get rid of. You know what technology I would really like is the episode of Black Mirror with John Hamm, where you can block people in real life, and you can, uh, <laughs> they can't hear you. All you see is like a blob where they were, but you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I've only seen the first series of Black Mirror, and that was a few years ago when it was on Channel Four, and it just, I need to find the right time to watch them because they're intense. They are. I was watching that with my friend, and he was like, wow, this is really intense. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's Black Mirror. Yeah. They're great, but you need to be in the right headspace to watch them. Yeah. Um, so Clarence brings in Mr. Clute, I guess the guy, yeah, the guy who got hurt by the, the hollow suit earlier. Mm. Tells her about the hollow brothel, and... She tells <laughs> Zach to uh, get a report and turn Zach loose. And then uh, Lockley's been complaining um, about headaches, so... Yeah. Oh, Clarence. I can what just the heck, imagine... Clarence? Uh, I, I just imagine he's so susceptible to um, infomercials and the like. And, you know, he brought <laughs> this late late one night um, off email or something, and he just... 
he really believes and seriously believes in it because he, he oh dear yeah I like the idea that it works for him you know yeah I just need someone to you know, say good things about him I mean he worked under Aww. Ivanova for how many years yeah um so a love bat is what he called it <laughs> oh, but it definitely sounds like that sort of thing uh, a cheap, cheesy uh, company had come up with and mass-produce. I should just get a doll and that you squeeze and it says nice things. Why do you have to hit yourself with a bat or hit some? Well, I guess if you're, like, <laughs> swinging and hitting things and it's saying nice things, I don't know, that could work, I guess. I don't know. It's, this is weird. <laughs> I, it wouldn't work for me, but that's... He, he just he really just needs some tension sheets. Hmm. A nice bit of uh, popping plastic, uh, wrapping plastic, painted red. Oh, that's so that's all he needs. <laughs> I don't know, it was Clarence. If I could just go into a hollow deck and just smash things, that would help. Um, well, it's for, you know, people play video games to de-stress. Yeah, so Bryson is studying that he's got some stuff connected to the orb, and he sees the face and tries to talk to it. Mm. Yeah, um, in the this bit, you know, there's there's some sparks going off whilst he's connecting things that shouldn't be happening. If, if you're getting sparks whilst you're connecting one thing to another, don't use it. <laughs> yeah, right. And- and where did he get this thing to read the thing? I don't know. It was just weird. So, Zach goes to the hollow brothel and meets with Jacob Mayhew. Uh, Zach wants him off the station, but Jacob has, you know, throws all these loopholes at him and he keeps, they keep playing this freedom of speech card throughout the episode. Oh. I don't know. I mean, he had a point, I guess, sort of. I, 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 know. I guess I can't get too mad about this. This hollow brothel it doesn't seem to be really hurting anybody yet. Yeah, I don't know how it falls well, under free speech. From the whole, apart from the whole image rights of other people. I guess, but I mean, like, if you do have a photograph of somebody that's true, you can use it for whatever, you know, way you personally want to. I mean, you can't stop somebody from fantasizing about somebody, so yeah, if they're then, only showing that be- image to one person and they don't get any kind of you know, illegal images or something. I don't know. Well, even in the UK, we've got this whole thing of if it's in the public interest. You well, can I don't use... know if that's in the public interest, but... Well, the, that argument has been used for several dodgy reasons in the past, and sometimes it clearly doesn't fly, but they'll use it anyway. Right. I, I wonder if there's something it, going on... Well, other well, I guess the digital um, rights stuff was. I just wondered there's something going on that made him kept uh, saying, "Hey, freedom of speech, freedom of speech." Because I know you hear that a lot now, and at different times, I guess it kind of comes up a lot. But I don't know. Hmm. But really, the person at fault is whoever came up with the um, entertainment contracts of Babylon Five. Of- I know. So they need big. a new lawyer. So, let's see, does Earth still own Babylon 5? I don't remember. Is it independent or? I th- no, it's still independent. And it's, I think at the moment it's being sold off back to the Earth Alliance. But because it's such an expensive thing, 
it it'll take a while for the Earth Alliance to buy it back. I need a layaway plan. <laughs> so essentially, it's being run by the Earth Alliance, and so some of the rules come under Earth Alliance, but it's still an independent organization. Uh. Yeah, so he shows him this uh, sensual telemetry bodysuit, or is it sensory? I think it might be sensory. I think my autocorrect turned that into sensual. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So Zach says, oh, you should warn everybody how dangerous these suits are, so wonder nobody's been hurt yet. So, um, well, my autocorrect is... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Jacob... um, Exactly, and Jacob wants to get Riley on the line. Uh, so Bryson is studying, and eventually, uh, one of the souls or whatever comes out and saying, "Yeah, they had no right to played by one of our regulars, yeah. Wayne Alexander." Was the uh, he? He was Lorraine and yeah. Ripper, yeah. And souls want to be left alone. Says you don't understand. And then he goes back into the orb and Bryson falls asleep and knocks the thing over and it hits that other thing and stuff starts happening. Yeah. <laughs> this is where it starts going wrong. <laughs> Zach hears a voice crying and I think she's talking about her children and then she jumps through Zach. And at this point I'm like, I hope Zach reported that, but I guess we find out later. He's, and that makes sense later why he didn't, but... He reports it when it actually could be an issue, you know, and could be related to something else. But when he thinks it's nothing, you know. Yeah, is this a pet peeve when weird stuff happens and people don't tell anybody? Like, if he didn't think it was a hologram and didn't tell anybody, I'd be like, oh, you idiot. Right. I guess that's why they... I mean, it's like it's like why it's all together because it's kind of like you know gets all mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Was this because I was trying to remember the explanation for what they were doing exactly? Um, they basically were able to get outside of the thing because they were already close to being bodiless anyway before um, they were put into that. Well, they were close to becoming energy. Yeah, they were, right. They were on the verge of transition, so somehow they've got the ability to project themselves if the orbs connected to enough power. They were a very advanced species. That was the explanation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's magic it's because you know it's so advanced that it might as well be magic. <laughs> It's like it's like you take a concept and then you just end there. You know, you can't there's not really so the concept is that you're so advanced that you transcend having a physical form. Yeah. Okay, what's the science behind that? Why does every single why does it happen to every single person on a planet at the exact same time? What? That uh, uh, just, yeah, no, that raised that raised a lot of questions, you know. Why does it happen to an entire species at one time? It wouldn't. It had happened to a few of them over thousands of years until, you know, there's either two distinct races or the whole race has actually 
evolved into another thing. Yeah, so weird. It's like, I come up with a cool concept, that's it, full stop. I don't have to think anymore to explain it. So, yeah. And obviously we, we see that humans get there eventually, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's okay, because they don't explain how we got there. Right. So, um... And another thing that... Another pet peeve of mine, sorry, I'm jumping around, <laughs> okay. is we see the matte painting, or whatever it is, <laughs> the CG of the, you know, the buildings near the water. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they're a water... They, they, they live near the water. Oh, all billion of them? Like, how do you even know? We just saw a few buildings. Like, can they not right. have buildings near the water, buildings in the mountains, buildings I, I know. on the plains? Um, yeah. Yeah, Lockley makes a huge assumption that because he just sees one city, all the cities are by the ocean. That happens so much in sci-fi, and uh, I'm just assuming every, you know, this is a blah, blah, blah species, you know? I don't know. That all this just... planet is a desert planet. This planet is yeah, a, a desert uh, frozen planet. Yeah, exactly. An ice planet. No, no other planets have climate, various climates. It's all, like, the same. But I mean, anyway... I... I mean, at least in the Dune book, although it's a desert planet, there's variations in the climate of those deserts. You know, it does have different climates. Right. So anyway, that was weird. Yeah. But and but that's all. Hunter was like, "By George, she's got it." You know. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I've got a bit of trivia on the um, Soul Hunters when they make an appearance. <laughs> I think that's the next scene, isn't it? Um, Martin C. coming on the station. I'm sorry. Uh, Is that the next bit? Martin C. arriving as his Soul Hunter? Um, not quite. I don't think. So yeah, so we do see some. The lawyer for the hollow brothel, brothel owner. Oh, yeah. Serves some papers. And yeah, this lawyer, just the brothel owner and his lawyer both are just kind of. Um, awful, awful cardboard cutout. Characters, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's suing Babylon 5 and Lockley for a whole bunch of things, slander or libel or whatever. Well. Well, Zakit didn't technically slander the um, holobrophily. He slandered the technology they were using. That's he slandered the suits, unless the guy makes yeah. the suits himself. Well, yeah, unless there's that. <laughs> in which case, would you really trust him in you know something he made? <laughs> <laughs> I just look at him. Uh, so... Garibaldi sees Bryson, and Bryson's room looks like crap, so he says he was working late. (laughs) I hear my notes, they're all burnt, because it doesn't matter Mm. anymore. (laughs) Then Bryson's like, who are you? Uh, Yeah, he doesn't want the money. Yeah, this was very theatrical, like, he was overacting a bit. And then again, he's meant to be manic and influenced by the orb. Sure. Yeah, so Zach and Lockley, they don't want to give up because they're, I mean, Zach doesn't want to give in because they've beaten Shadows and all these other people. Yeah, but, um, I think Lockley just wants to go at it from another angle. Um, Garibaldi says he's about to leave, but then Clarence says there's something unusual coming through the jump gate and 
Good thing Garibaldi's there because he recognizes it as a <laughs> shadow hunter ship. Yeah, there's a couple of times in this movie where Garibaldi's just coincidentally in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I would not have recognized that uh, as a soul hunter vehicle, so. Hey, um, yeah, he explains what the soul hunters do, and then Zach starts coughing. <laughs> and... Oh, that was funny, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't look at me that way. And, yeah, your body's going with it. And yes, then they meet. Yeah. I'm Zach, sorry. <laughs> and they meet the soul hunter, Martin Sheen. Yeah, yeah, I've got something on soul hunters. Now, in some of the expanded material, and I'm really not sure whether this is canon or not, but I think it appears in the sorry, role is it just game. Me or is... Sorry, go ahead. Everything's breaking up. No, it might be you. Yeah. Because I can hear everyone okay. Oh, now we can't hear you. I can't hear you now. Oh, dear. Mm. Yeah, we'll just have to wait. So close to the end. Uh, oh. Hello. Oh, oh, welcome back. Uh, you're okay. back now. I restarted my phone. Uh, hopefully that helps. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Well... I was saying that I've got a bit of trivia that seems to come from the roleplay games, I think, but I'm not sure. So I really doubt it's canon, but it might be. Uh, In there, it kind of says that the Soul Hunters were created by um, the first first races when uh, Lorien's race died or left the galaxy I, I'm not sure on which exactly happened and they tried to create the soul hunters in the image of um, Lorien's race that kind of makes sense yeah mm. they do look yeah look similar um I like the when the soul hunters like looking around everybody he's like oh I'm not here for you I, guess, I don't know what was he looking for was he <laughs> So like he was like looking around at each of like no not here for any of you at least not yet no so expecting like some of the escaped souls or something. I, I like Martin Sheen's acting in this because he starts off very distanced and impersonal and stilted, but as the episode progresses, he and he, he interacts with Lockley, especially his personality changes and shifts. Uh, uh, as he gets to know people? Yeah. Uh, it could be, but it, it seemed like he was doing some kind of impression. It was really weird. Well, if you remember place. the first Soul Hunter, um, yeah. it kind of, act, you know, had the same sort of inflection. Yeah, but it, it was like it was like he was, you know, mimicking that. Yeah. It wasn't quite as successful for me. And also because we know who Martin Sheen is, so Probably that didn't help. Yeah. He says what was stolen was the rare of the rare. They um, managed to save an entire race at the um, time of death. I don't know exactly what caused it. And this is only the third time in their history they were able to do that. And they Mm. put them in a whisper gallery so they could talk to each other. Clearly they they didn't think the markup were worth saving. (laughs) They couldn't get there in time. But the Whisper Gallery, that they just mean like they put them all together. 
Yeah, that well, room they Well, I were thought in. the Whisper Cup, yeah, was the uh, chamber they were in. So they've got a big globe with the billion souls in it, but then they've got the Whisper Gallery, which has those smaller globes with one soul in, and that's where all the souls are meant to talk to each other. Uh-huh. This whole thing was a bit confusing because they also showed Lockley later, like, the part of the planet. and mm. it's Like, are they experiencing things like they, like they have a physical realm as well? I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, it's a little confusing, that. Because the way the Soul Hunter describes it and the way Lockley's impression of it is, is that they're just trapped in there and can only speak. They can't do anything else. But if they can project reality around them, they've they've got somewhere to live. Right. It's not like they ever went anywhere off the planet before. So why would they go crazy? Maybe if they because. Had a physical realm? Maybe because they they were going to explore off planet when they evolved or something, or that they were about to evolve, but they're stuck in the same form they were. Right. It's just weird that the Soul Hunters never thought about like what the souls experience. You know. I guess they never ask yeah. anybody <laughs> would they go to, <laughs> like, it's going to be cleared up if they ask this race like okay <laughs> like, are you guys dying? And maybe <laughs> yeah maybe if they create you know the creation of the soul hunters is true whatever race originally created them kind of forgot about them a long while, time ago and just let them go up and do what they want because <laughs> yeah. otherwise yeah it's not a good idea to let a, a race like the soul hunters go about making these huge mistakes. <laughs> oh, yeah, so there's this debate about, you know, whether the soul hunters have a right to claim the souls. Um, they don't. Yeah, they don't. Um, so, yeah, Lockley's wonder if maybe they want revenge. Um, like, yeah, what if the souls want revenge and the soul hunters like, they would have to find someone they could influence and direct. So we go back to Bryson. Who's going down to the fusion reactors? Um, I will let them take uh, what, you. What, what, what the hell? Security is usually better than this on Babylon 5. The last time Meh. someone was, got access to the fusion reactors, they were at least working on Babylon 5. This guy just just managed to slip past security. Right. And it's interesting how they seem how somehow know how they're going to, you know, control or what they're going to do, but yet there's no foresight into how how they feel when they're trapped in there. So, yeah. Silly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Bryson's like, yeah, it's better to destroy the station and embrace the darkness. Uh, <laughs> Lockley's telling everybody, you know, they need to find Bryson and she wants to report on anything strange. Uh, then the lawyer comes and bugs her, but she's again. Says, anyone can see they walk into this office. It's, it's no, <laughs> it's no security. This might be the point where I was. I looked at the time remaining, and I'm like, "Dang, there's a lot of time left." And I think it was, I was 41 <laughs> minutes into, and I was like, "Oh my god, there's so this is yeah. only about halfway through this." Yep. Um, Byron is doing something, and there's this energy traveling through the station. The souls, or whatever. you mean, Bryce? Byron. What did I say, Byron? 
Pizza bomb. <laughs> well, as remembering and there's some guy in a hollow brothel living out of fantasy, and some dude comes in and barges in <laughs> and starts getting chummy with this lady for it. He's not really into guys except that one time at camp. <laughs> yeah. He's going to leave. The, I like how he just, I'll leave you two guys alone. Like, somebody barges in on his fantasy. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'll just let you guys do your thing. And then when he goes. That's another hologram, right? Yeah. Or, okay. Uh, yeah. And when he goes out to complain, that's when we see Lockley in her lingerie. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so 90s. Uh, yeah. In a 90s lingerie. <laughs> Very much. Boostier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, if we're going to do kind of each fashion casting here, you know, almost worse dressed. <laughs> Uh, between her and the Soul Hunter, really, because Soul Hunter's just in rags. In Soul Hunter fashion, it might be like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, yeah, some guy, I think he's trying to make a call, but he gets attacked by the Grim Reaper. (laughs) Was that what it was? It's supposed to be? Had a sky, I think. Uh, Something like that. And the Soul Hunter just wandered into Lockley's quarter. She comes on. Sorry, just to FYI. Oh, yeah, you did a song right there. Oh, I was going to say, you may lose me because I'm about to go up into the mountain. Okay. Oh. But I'll stay on as long as I can. Okay. Um, yeah, so they talk a bit about what happens to the souls, and she thinks it sounds like hell. I think she kind of made him feel bad. <laughs> yeah. She guilted well, him. No. She tries to make the point of, you know, life is change and that's how we, you know, we, we experience life and that's a good thing. Uh, you know, the, uh, what's his name? The, uh, archaeologist brings up, Bros brings up the other side of it earlier in the episode that, yeah. you know, we're so concerned with just staying alive that we don't live. So much of our life is consumed by trying to keep our bodies working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is saying that, you know, well, I like when they actually talk about things. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, she said if there is an afterlife, you're like committing a crime by not letting them go to the afterlife. He thinks this just, there's no afterlife. Um, but he, even so, if you're, if the orb wasn't what we see it is later, it is, uh, you know, like being shoved into a prison. If it is just that you can just be there as a voice and just talk to other people or talk to soul hunters and do nothing else, that is like a prison. But if you can actually project right. your own reality yeah, around you, souls. pardon. Well, any, uh, I think we've lost Beth to the mountains. Uh, oh, I'm here. Sorry, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you did for a second, but um, but you're okay. gonna hear loud sounds if we drive you though. The road's not so great. <laughs> Let's move on so you Been can say you're a bit longer. <laughs> the past few days, that's not that's not fun. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, the power goes down. Lockley can't communicate with C and C, and then uh, some of the souls come, and they're about to kill the soul hunter, but Lockley jumps in the way. And she's taking the med bay. She's kind of having. 
out of body looking experience, but then uh, she flatlines. Oh, when she falls through the floors here, uh, um, it's a really bad CGI effect. Yeah. Uh, we've lost Beth for a while. And she talks to Franklin. Not and, Franklin. Yeah, quote, <laughs> I have Franklin in quotes. <laughs> um, <laughs> So apparently, uh, he kind of explains what's going on. There's a madness that came I, just from being locked a, up. Yeah, he's doing a really weird accent here. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> what was that supposed to be? It was some kind of South African stilted thing. Is that how Lockley sees Franklin? <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, dear. That, that's, that's definitely a problem if he... <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so basically, I guess they, yeah, Lockley got in the middle of a power struggle. I guess the mad ones were fighting with the, uh, saved ones. The mad ones want revenge. And Lockley's being pulled away, but he wants them to, he wants her to tell them that they made a mistake. Their race wasn't dying, they were evolving. Yeah, we've just talked about, uh, Franklin and his weird accent. The not Franklin. Oh my god, what kind of accent was he trying to do there? (laughs) I know. I had a hard time explaining this to my family, too. I was like, (laughs) that's not really his accent, that's not who he is. Uh, Oh, this is what an episode to have to explain to people. We get a load of um, soul hunter ships come through the jump gate next. Yeah, this is where C&C called in a buttload of soul hunter ships come through. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Clarence wants to shoot them all. <laughs> Clarence has definitely learned from a van over here. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I think he got the news on the comm and thought, right, what would a van ever do? Right. <laughs> um, so then Soul Hunter brings a flower to Lockley, I guess, to apologize and to thank her for changing his perspective. And he warns them that, you know, the others have come, warns her that the others have come and they can get through the station if they want to. They have their own means of getting on and only people that are being able to stop them are the Minbari. Hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Callback. Um, and she tries to tell them about, you know, their mistake. And he's like, no, we don't make mistakes. Oh, this was so dumb. So, I don't um, think this was very good writing. Who else on Babylon 5 said they don't make mistakes? I think it was Vorlons. Uh, yeah. Uh, except in third place when they said they made, made their greatest mistakes. mistakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do the soul hunters do? They live for thousands of years, they collect souls, and what? And preserve them. That's all they do. That's it. And why do they need to live so long? So they can preserve souls, because I think, <laughs> I think you know, this is why their creation seems so plausible, because they don't do anything else, and they were created to um, basically stop things from dying, because Lorien's race used to live forever, and then death became a thing, apparently, and everyone panicked. But, like, I like the idea that they talk about as, like, what is death in, you know? It's like, well, it's not really... Uh, breaking Didn't up. get that. 
Freddy? Um, yeah, so what the cell hunters detected was the passing of the physical bodies of the people mm. on Aralga. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is a definite flaw in what they do. And <laughs> they didn't, <laughs> uh, they didn't talk to anybody there before they took all the souls. They're just like, no, well, I guess they, they didn't they have time. What it's, you know, is there a, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! I'm not going to say that. That's that's awful. If I say that, no. <laughs> no, no. So Lockley's walking through the halls, and there's a guy cleaning the floor behind her in the background. Um, she gets on an elevator, and she gets an update from Clarence, something about a typical readings from the reactor. She didn't seem too concerned about that. <laughs> the reactor is acting up. Um, yeah, yeah. If you know you've got powerful aliens messing around on the station, that's probably something you should worry about. Yeah. And Garibaldi's helping out with the search, and they find that guy who was killed by the Grim Reaper earlier. Uh, the brothel owner thinks, Jacob thinks they're trying to get rid of him until he sees that body. And they go to the hollow brothel and see all the souls. And then they see a uh, fake Lockley, hollow Lockley, and her launcher. <laughs> yeah. Garibaldi's looking a little bit too hard there. And we find out that it's mainly women who like the hollow Lockley. Well, there you and go. we don't see any of that. Yes. Because, as I said, all the people who seem to visit the hollow brothel are men. And then real Lockley shows up. <laughs> and the hollow Lockley, she changes clothes and addresses all the souls that are going to let their vengeance come to them. Yeah, this was tough to watch with the family. My sister came in and started laughing. <laughs> um, this part was silly. I, so yeah, I Lockley has this theory and figures out that the holograms there were a distraction. Maybe because you realized how stupid it was. <laughs> and the soul hunters are going to blow the reactor. She threw a thermal grenade and destroyed the hollow brothel, or at least damaged it. And they have 15 minutes to save the reactor. The soul hunters don't think they could have made a mistake, and they never looked into it because <laughs> they never make mistakes. The weirdest, yeah. Um. <laughs> Did, didn't he say like if we had looked at if we had looked into it, we would we wouldn't have made a mistake or I don't know. Or would have found out they had made a mistake, but because oh. they believe they don't make mistakes, and they don't bother looking into things because. They know they're right, so what? What's the yeah. point of investigating point of anything? It? <laughs> sure. So some shooting breaks out, and Soul Hunter realizes it's their fault because of the way they do things. So he goes to talk to them, and he says, "You know, we'll take you back to our role and allow you some freedom from time to time, and eventually we'll release you permanently." Again, <laughs> what? Yeah, what? <laughs> And also, if he's now trapped in the orb, how can he actually make sure those promises are fulfilled? And how do they have this mechanism of doing this, and yet they don't ever use it? Like, what? Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm confused. 
Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make Yeah, yeah. He was saying that, yeah, we'll find people to let, I guess, let you possess them from time to time. Then you can express yourself. <laughs> that sounds through great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. But does that mean they, that if, does if that they know anymore? about. Sorry? Um, I might be a little bit behind, but. Um, I mean, they, they were about to evolve, so they were going to shed their physical bodies anyway. Hmm. What? Really, uh, all they need to do is provide enough energy to the orb and let the souls escape, naturally. I guess. I mean, I don't know. It seems like I would. it would be kind of weird to not have a physical body, but, uh, I mean, not kind of. It would be weird, and then, and then have, they'd have to get used to that, too. Uh, it's just, I don't know, this whole thing is strange. Uh, so they ended up taking Bryson into the force field and to, into the orb, and the force field goes away. Bryson collapses. I thought Bryce was actually, you know, didn't go into the orb himself. He just... Um, yeah, he was holding it. Yeah. But the Soul Hunter goes into the orb. Um uh, Soul Hunter comes to collect the orb. Uh, Lockley wants to be sure that that promise is kept, or she's gonna hunt down the Soul Hunters. Mm. And then we see Martin Sheen inside the orb, and he sees Lockley. And the Soul Hunters leave. Lockley's glad it's all over. Garibaldi's leaving. He says Bryson wants to go back out there. And Garibaldi says he's going to be back soon. Like, I think he has some time off coming up. Just going to stop by. As soon as he leaves, a vase falls and breaks. <laughs> and then the sleazy lawyer comes back. They want to bring criminal and civil charges, but Lockley brings up her own loophole. They aren't liable for any damage caused by military actions. And she gives him the love bat, but with some modifications to help him out. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, that was yeah. dumb. It was. Mm. I, can... I mean, this is the weak part of the ending. I mean, I like most of the ending, but this, it's just, okay, get rid of a weak plot weekly. Like, did he actually think this was funny? Or, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think he did, but yeah. Humor sometimes. So do we uh I didn't write down any quotes. <laughs> I don't have any quotes, but I'm sure there were some lovely ones. Maybe the one where Zach was coughing. Yeah. Mm, well uh, okay then I'll choose the cheesy cheesy quotes. I love you. I forgive you. And then, at the end, I'm an idiot. Uh, I'm a loser. Yeah, what do you say? My mommy dresses me funny. My mommy dresses me funny. (laughs) Yeah. All really awful quotes, but I thought I'd quote them nonetheless. So who was our human of the week? (laughs) Clarence. Uh, Clarence, (laughs) yes, definitely. He's learned everything from a vulnerable, but he's still really, really oh, naive. I don't have it with me, but I did like some of the quotes where they were talking about souls and, you know, eternal life or yeah, whether <laughs> like uh, it takes us oh, shoot. Um, 
Do we have a alien of the week? Um, I do think Martin Sheen actually did a pretty good job here. Uh, I'll just say so. I know. Uh, ratings. Are you with us, Beth? Uh, how much? Oh no, we eat? can't. We can't probably rate this without any other newbies. <laughs> oh, but I, I think it was all right. Okay, no, no, Beth, maybe you can give us a rating before you disappear. No, no, it doesn't seem like he's coming back. Okay, well, I'll try and be quick. It, it was better than the first time I watched it. When okay, I first watched so, it. okay, okay, go ahead for your rating. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'll try again. Right, I'm going to give it um 7.5... Um, Seven point five broken vases out of ten. Okay, I was bored with it for the most part, but there were a few good things. Um, I still liked it more than I didn't like it, but it was really um, kind of tedious watching it. I'll give it six and a half out of ten. Um, nine pieces of nineties lingerie. Hmm. And whenever Beth comes back, we'll get our rating. Um, so let's get in a soul hunter ship again. Uh, maybe, I don't know what we did the first season. Um, uh-huh. had to feed back land. <clears throat> uh, first, we have a comment from Vord99. Vord says, Who would have thought that the single most famous actor to ever guest star on Babylon 5 would do so in a throwaway and at times schlocky TV movie that doesn't even feature most of the main cast, and then would play his part under makeup. Okay, Martin Sheen was going through one of the lower-profile periods of his career at the time, but he was still Martin Sheen. In fact, given that the other major guest performance is by Ian McShane, this is from a 2016 perspective, probably the most star B5 production ever, although at the time McShane was not familiar to most Americans. Although apparently Lovejoy was air on A and E. By the way, when you do your watch, um, when you when you do watch your Deadwood episode, bear in mind that Alice Swerdin is supposed to be from Chicago. Yeah, there's some yeah, <laughs> some jokes in Deadwood about his accent. I think he's. I thought that he was supposed to be from Britain, but maybe he lived in Chicago or something. I don't know. Well, he grew up. Chicago. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, the real Al Schwerden, yeah, Chicago, but on the show, not sure. Okay, Vore says, but aside from having Martin Sheen in it, what is there to say about River of Souls? As usual, JMS is not at its best when writing anything having to do with sex. The element of the plot, especially making Scoggins wear that costume, is beyond cringeworthy. JMS was to go on to do a worse job of this sort of thing on Jeremiah, incidentally, so it can't just be blamed on the 90s. But aside from the holographic prostitution subplot, River of Souls isn't that bad. Making the ambassadors watch it at this point isn't as disruptive as watching Third Space when you did, but I think River of Souls is best watched after the rest of the series. It's basically a sort of glimpse of what the show might have been like if it had continued to tell the story of the station after the main series has ended, 
with Tracy Scoggins as the lead. And having Captain Lockley as the heroic station commander actually does a lot to refresh what is basically like Third Space, a standard station in peril story. I think this might have been quite a good series. As you've made it clear that you wanted more scenes with Clarence, I hope that the love bat is everything you dreamed of. <laughs> Thanks, Ford. Yes, the love bat is love bat is something I never dreamed of. <laughs> I don't think I ever wanted. Oh, can I tell you back yet? I mean, Clarence can use the love bat on me if he wants. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're here. Oh, we need to get your writing because we couldn't hear it earlier. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I, um, actually, I. <laughs> no, we can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> this race, this episode doesn't want to be rated by you. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Now no. we can again. Hello. Hello. Okay. Well, it's kind of going in and out of service. I'm getting closer to where I should have continuous service, but I. I don't know. But um, can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay, because sometimes I'm talking and then there's nothing. Okay. Um, yeah, so I liked talking about the whole idea of souls and consciousnesses and what the soul hunters are doing. I really liked all that, and I like it when they start talking about these things and really like delving into, I don't know, the morality or the ethics of things like that. Um, and from different perspectives. And I even like the idea of talking about the hollow brothel because that's interesting um, to explore. So, I mean, obviously I agree that I, I don't think, I mean, it's kind of like. Oh, uh, uh, we <laughs> Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I'll, go with, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have a go at Lauren so Carl's until we love can. that. Oh, <laughs> I was about to read Lauren Carl's because we lost you for a while there. So maybe just give your final rating. I give up. Uh, no, uh, I know what you mean. <laughs> All okay, right. unless we have Lauren Carl's. Uh, ambassadors, commander, and visitor, if there is one. <laughs> we barely had any of our ambassadors. Uh, now, if not, I can see why upon rewatch. This one did not hold up to the test of time, as I recall liking it back in the day. We felt that this movie could have been an episode. There were some good moments, but it was much too drawn out and too many long speeches and exposition. I was wondering if that was TNT's fault. Uh, maybe partly that, partly JMS, I think. <laughs> JMS does like his speeches. Anyway, our thoughts and at least some of Carl's snarky comments, of which there were too many to get down. We recognised Ian McShane straight right away thought the last thing we saw him in was Game of Thrones. We felt they should have done more with such an excellent actor. 
When they opened up the chamber, Carl thought it looked like catacombs, and he was sort of right. All of the characters were very attached to have gone, except for Clarence. Oh, all of the characters we were very attached to have gone, except for Clarence. It was ironic that they were reading physical books and magazines at the virtual excitement place. All of that was very cringeworthy. Garibaldi is back because they needed at least one of our favourite characters to appear. Carl wonders if the joke about Dr. Robert Bryson saying in staying in Lockley's quarters was foreshadowing. Unfortunately not. That might have added some interest. Poor Zack with the ghost encounter. It makes sense that he thought it was a hologram. Carl is wondering when they decide to turn when they decided to turn B five into a cop drama. What happened to Space Battles? We get Who Are You again? Wasn't it Zach who talked about heaven and not Garibaldi with Lockley? Says to the Soul Hunter, I feel like there was an error there. Um oh this is all one sentence. <laughs> Wasn't it Zach who talked about heaven, not Garibaldi with Lockley? When Lockley, which what Lockley says to the soul turner, feels like there's an error there. Sorry about mangling that. Uh, so what would the Raglan people have become old ones like the Vorlons? If the race was only 10,000 years ago, where would that have put them in the timeline? Yeah, 10,000 years ago was at the same time as the last great war between the Vorlons and the Shadows before the mini-war that the uh, Mumbai were involved in, I think. That's the timeline from what I remember. What was it with Dr. Franklin and the Jamaican accent? It was actually good to see him, but such a short cameo, obviously just to put him in the credits. What is it with the music at the end? Final note... Since he did not have a name, Carl named Soul Hunter Grabnork, as it seemed to fit. Quote, Garibaldi. What did he name him? Grabnark, not Grabnork, Grabnark. Grabnark? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, know. I agree the music at the end was, was different. Yeah. I wonder whether that was done by the person they get to do the music for Crusade, because I know it's a different composer. Uh, anyway, quotes go on to, from, say, Garibaldi. Fine. As I am, fine. I'm as offended as you are. Uh, I think that's the only quote they've got. Laurie's rating, 5 out of 10 glowing balls. Overall, the moments with Garibaldi were good in it. And it was good to have callbacks to the Soul Hunter concept, but again, just not well executed. Human, Garibaldi. Alien, Raga Spirits. Raga Spirits. Carl's rating, question mark, question mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, question mark. <laughs> Carl thought it was just unrateable. Am I the only one who ships Garibaldi and Grobnark? <laughs> Sorry, yes. sorry, not Garibaldi and Lock- Grobnark. Sorry, that's Grobnark and Lockley. 
Well, yes, also. No, no. <laughs> yeah, two ships there that I don't think will ever sail. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, the entire storyline just to contrive, just contrive to see Lockley in her lingerie? Oh, we should hope not. <laughs> Ship. No, Soul? because they yep. could have showed her. They could have showed more. You know what I mean? They, oh, yeah. She had a little like steam around her and stuff. So, I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Oh, uh, let's get to the rest of his list. Ship, Soul Hunter spaceship set bad green screen world. Species Soul Hunter Robnark. Human, guy who didn't order a threesome, probably. Grobnark the, sorry, Death, Grobnark the Magnificent, even though he was, he had a boring-ass monologue at the end. Plot, the interesting one, ruining relationship, Lockley in her lingerie, Flora, Grobnark's flower, I think it was plastic anyway. Uh, comedic moment, elevator scene with Garibaldi. Actor, Jerry Doyle. What would Sinclair do? Been in the episode, gosh darn it. Thanks, guys, Laurie and Carl. And thanks again, Laurie and Thank Carl. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, so finally we have an email from Derek. Uh, Derek says, Dearest Ambassadors, we all well, we all watch River of Souls, or as I now call it River of Slow. That was one <laughs> boring movie, as much as it pains me. It even made Martin Sheen, the Emmy nominated actor in such prog- projects as Apocalypse Now and Prairie Home Companion, seem boring. I'm pretty sure River of Souls was only made to show Captain Lockley in lingerie. <laughs> How much better would this TV movie have been if Martin Sheen's character instead met with Brother Theo, our beloved crazy monk from season three, and they oh, formed Miss Brother Theo, and they formed a buddy cop team solving mysteries on Babylon Five. Hey, <laughs> that would have been awesome. I'm just saying. Sorry. Even a movie called River of Souls about a float of shoes coming out of hyperspace to attack Babylon 5 probably would have been more interesting. Human of the Week, Brother Theo, even though he isn't in it, he should have been. Actually, there was a hooded monk in the first scene with Lockley and um, Clarence in the background. That might have been Brother Theo. Alien of the Week, Jakar, for the same reason as Brother Theo. I give this movie 3 out of 10 shoes attacking Babylon 5, or as that is taken, 3 out of 10 times I should have hit my head on a table instead of watching this movie. Okay, it isn't, it wasn't the worst thing ever, but I expect more out of you, Babylon 5. Sincerely, Derek. Thanks, Thanks, Derek. Derek. Yeah, that's probably how I originally thought of the episode when I first saw it, but... I do like the exploration of souls in this. I'm sorry. It, it, that really ups the episode along with Lockley's acting, uh, uh, Martin Seed's acting in a couple of scenes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so next time, you know, I guess in February, we'll be back and we'll be discussing the next episode, Objects at Rest. 
Mm, and we can't even get predictions for these. Did we already talk about the the human and the alien of the week or what? Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, we did. Um, but did you hear the episode title? You're trying to talk, but we can't hear you. <laughs> you, you might be back again. Hello. Yeah, yes. I can hear you now. So I've seen the next episode already. So oh yeah, oh, yeah. you can't do yeah. predictions. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Hey, well, what, I don't even remember my predictions for this one, but I'm pretty sure I predicted there would be souls, so I win. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What? How many points out of ten does this episode get? Because we. Not I'm actually ten. giving it seven. Seven. Okay. Got the I like the, the philosophical discussions of souls and things like that. Yeah, we've probably got the rating from you. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with objects at rest, and until then, goodbye. Be seeing you. Bye. Stroke off. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast. 